Many of you know that our church is uh, planning on going on a mission trip to Thailand in the fall, next fall, and I uh, want to encourage you to pray about that. Maybe God would have you to go and be a part of that. We're going to support some of our missionaries there that we care very much for, Jeff and Jessica Gordon, and go to work with them. And They've invited us to be a part of kind of a groundbreaking, kind of foundation-laying trip for them that's really going to be, in many ways, the kickoff of their ministry. So we're looking forward to that. We're going to be speaking to young people and and college-age students, and, and basically, because we're Americans, we're going to go over and we're just going to kind of sit down with them and, and try to teach them our best version of English that we have, especially speaking from my perspective. I'm going to give them my little twang on English, and you probably have some Thai people that have a little bit of a Southern English accent if they ever come over to America. But we're going to share some English, and, and you know, you can imagine it's kind of neat for people. Uh, many times in other countries to meet Americans, uh, many people are intrigued by America and the United States and, and the freedoms that we have. And so uh, they're going to want to know some of the customs and some of the, the things, that the hobbies, the different things that we, that we like to do in our country. And, and I was thinking about that this week as I was preparing for the message, you know. If we go over to Thailand and you sat down with somebody and they said, hey, what are, what are some of the kind of things that you guys, what are some of the national pastimes that you enjoy in America? What would we say? What do you think you might say? What's, what's America's national pastime? You know, many people would say baseball, wouldn't it? That's kind of the thing that's always been known. America's national pastime is baseball. Somebody this time of year might kind of argue uh, maybe it's football. This college football was big yesterday, and, and the NFL all day today, and all that kind of stuff. Or, or maybe your sport's something else. But, but, you know, if you think about it, if you think about what if somebody from another country came and, 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 and observed our country working, what are the kind of things they would come away with that they would say are what Americans like to do? Well, I hate to tell you today, but I, I believe that you could make a case that in America, one of the favorite things that we like to do, one of our biggest hobbies, is not telling the truth. A.K.A. what? It's also known as lying. In fact, you say, you don't believe me? I read recently that in America, over 90% of those surveyed said that they tell at least one to two lies Per day. 90%. Okay, let's do it right here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Vicky's the only honest person on that side of the room. <laughs> you want to start over here? We can go with you guys. <laughs> and now you start thinking, I need to watch where I sit. <laughs> I want to be somewhere in the middle. I don't want to be number 1 or number 10, right? 9 out of 10 people say that today they're going to tell a lie one to two times. I mean, just think about it, whether it's at school with your friends, whether it's talking to your spouse about the checkbook, whether it's your dealings with people on the job, or whether you're uh, maybe making a purchase or something like that, or whether especially it's listening to political candidates. Amen? We've just come to expect now that, listen, the fact of the matter is you have to factor in that many people are just not going to tell you the truth. Do you not have to factor that in at work? Do you not have to work around the fact that some of the people aren't giving you all the information? I mean, think about, I mentioned the political candidates. And wasn't it sad that when we were going through that season of the election cycle and when we had the uh, debates, wasn't it sad that at the end of each one of those debates, all the networks had what? A fact checker. And what was the purpose? 
I mean, you know, when I hear people talk, I just kind of assume they're telling me truth. I mean, they're meaning what they're saying. But we find out here are two people talking, and, and, and now we've got this special word for it. It's called what? Spin. What kind of spin have they put? What are we saying? How have we perverted? How have we twisted the truth in order to make it look good for us? And so now we have to go back and evaluate. Well, I know they said this, but actually it meant this. In fact, I just saw a little um, a group that was put, a focus group that was put together. I think a couple of weeks ago, I saw it on TV. They were doing this little thing. They were saying, hey, now that the president has been elected, uh, let's just take 10 of the promises that this particular candidate made, and let's just say, how many out of those 10? Let's just pick three. Let's just say, out of 10 things, what three do you actually think they're going to do? Wow. Promises made, but you don't really. I make a promise, but wink, wink, you know, I may not really mean it. I'm just saying that. Wow. God knew that truth, to say the least, was going to be a struggle for us. So when he wrote the Ten Commandments, God wants to make it clear to us that truth is a value to him. And he expects it in our lives to be a value to us as well. In fact, according to the Lord, truth is a huge part of his big plan, his great plan for our lives and that's why he gave us what we're going to study today he gave us the ninth commandment now many times when we say the ninth commandment we just say the ninth commandment is you shall not lie but actually the ninth commandment in exodus 20:16 says you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor now uh, many bible teachers will tell you that they that we recognize a, a possible specific aspect of this what it's saying is uh, it's not okay to testify against someone it's not okay to give a wrong story a wrong account about someone else and that might specifically be talking about like in a court case in a legal matter in a formal way but as we look at god's word we also see a general principle behind that as well don't we in our dealings with god in our dealings with others, God says it is not okay. It is not permissible to misrepresent the facts. We can state that in a positive way. God expects for us to deal with each other truthfully. God says that if you claim to be a follower of Jesus Christ, if you claim that you are on God's path, you're wanting to walk with Him, that God expects for us to be truth-tellers. And today we want to think about that. Why is that? What is it about truth-telling that is so important, so critical to God? And how is it that not telling the truth is going to hurt our lives? Well, let's talk about these things and let's see if we can understand them better. And first of all, I want to just ask that question. What's so important about truth? What's the big deal about truth? Why does God say that truth is so important to Him and so important for our lives? Well, first of all, I want to just kind of appeal to the nature of God. Let's think about who God is for a second, okay? Now, I'm assuming that's why you're here this morning. We're here this morning not to punch a spiritual time clock, not to just be here and do our time religiously. We're here, and I just thank God for a church family, and I thank God for many people across our community. I just keep hearing that are hungry for not religion, not junk, not what I say, not what our church says, but what does God have to say about my life? Amen? Amen. Is that what you want? Okay, this morning we want to know what God says, but I believe many of you are actually taking that next step God says in Romans chapter 8, verse 29, that it's God's will for you to become more and more like Jesus, not just to get to know who He is, 
But actually, as you get to know him, for him to be changing your heart, changing your life, the way you approach life. And the Bible says, if you want to be like God, God is all about truth. It's amazing when you read the Word. Let me give you some verses here this morning that you can go back and look at later. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. The Bible says that God is light, and in Him there is no darkness at all. Now, that's a symbolic way. That's using imagery to say what? God is about what? God is about truth. And in Him there is no darkness. And actually, the way that it's put there means no, not, e not even any. None whatsoever. There's not even the slightest hint of darkness or deception or lying in God. Hebrews 6, verse 18, and many other scriptures tell us it is impossible for God to lie. It goes against His nature. God cannot lie because He is 100% all about truth. We're thinking about what is truth. Truth is what is real, what is right. We're not playing games. John chapter 14, verse 6 says about Jesus that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. John chapter 1, verse 15 says Jesus came into the world, and when he came into this world, he came full of what? Full of grace and full of truth. John chapter 16, verse 13 says about his Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit that he sends to work in our hearts and who comes to live in our lives when we accept Christ as our Savior. His Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And he says in John 16, 13, that his Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And when he works in our hearts, he is going to guide us into all truth. What does that mean? When Jesus Christ is living in your heart by his Spirit, when his Spirit is in there and he is leading your life, your life will be based upon and led by truth, not by lies. So if I'm a follower of Jesus, truth is critical for my life. John 17, verse 17, says about God's Word, the Bible, your Word is truth. The, the Word of God is reality, is truth. Hey, does anybody here like me? I mean, there are so many messages going on in this world. There are so many things I hear from my family or from friends or from people that I live around or, or on TV. And, and isn't it hard to know what is real? What is true? What's the right way to think? What's the, what's the right way to act? How do you raise a family? How do you manage, manage your finances? You know, what, wh how, how to make decisions in life? You know what? It's so exciting to know. If you're struggling with that today, the Bible says, Jesus said, sanctify them with truth. Your word is truth. This morning, God wants to work in your life and in my life and give us what is real, what is true. And he wants to do that by planting his word in our heart and growing us in the truth. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4 says that it's God's desire that every one of us be rescued from lies and falsehood and that we come to know the truth that's found in having a relationship with him. There's just no doubt about it. When you're talking about God, you're talking about he is a God who's all about the truth. And if God is truly working in your life, you're going to want to deal with the truth, aren't you? So we talk about the nature of God, but I also want to just think about the necessity of truth. Why is truth so important? Why do we need truth? I remember as a little boy, and I was thinking this week, why was my dad talking to me about this? I must have told a lot. <laughs> but I remember as a little boy, my dad saying to me, hey, listen, buddy. Listen, I think you might have said it a couple times. Uh, if we're going to have a relationship, 
If I'm going to be able to help you, if we're going to be able to work together here in life, I need to know that you are telling me the truth. He's going to listen. It might be something good. It might be something kind of bad. But whatever it is, I just need to know, buddy, that you're giving me the facts. That we, Isn't that true, parents? Hey, even if it's something bad, I just need to know what we've got to deal with here. And you know what? My parents realize something that's so important. We need to deal with truth. Why is truth so important? Truth is important because it is what is really real. Now think about it for just a minute. If we walk out of here today, let's talk about traffic lights for just a minute. If we walk out of here today and I say, well... I think red lights mean stop. And you say, well, I'm just kind of inclined to think they mean go. What's going to happen? Well, I can tell you because I hear it many times here on the corner here. You're going to have an accident. That's not right. It is not true. I can think that, but it is not real that red lights mean go. The reality is they mean stop. And if I don't understand that reality, what happens? It hurts my life. Hey, let's talk about math for just a minute. You <laughs> mean people that butt their head up against math? Guess what? You butt your head up against math, you're going to lose. It doesn't change. Two plus two. And Paul Running, our resident math expert, would say amen. He said, you wouldn't believe how many people don't know. Two plus two is what? Four. You can say all day. You can say, I, 